You're listening to a message provided by Antioch Bible Baptist Church in Gladstone, Missouri. We intend this to be a helpful resource to you as you grow in your walk with Jesus Christ. This is intended especially for those who are unable to attend our worship gatherings and therefore were unable to hear the teaching of God's Word. This should not replace your gathering with our church as a member. If you're checking us out for the first time and are looking for a church to visit, we hope that you enjoy this content and that it impacts you personally. Thanks for listening. As I thought about tonight, I was trying to think through one word that would best capture the heart of Good Friday. And I thought about one Bible word that I think really captures the heart of Good Friday, but it's, it's not a common word to the vernacular of our day, but this is not a common day, right? It's not a common day that we would have a sinless son of God walking on the earth, right? It, it's not a common day that this sinless son of God would come to this earth and he would turn water into wine. That he would walk into the temple and he would make a statement as if this is his father's house, right? And he turns over tables and says, you've made it a den of robbers when it's supposed to be a house of prayer for all nations. It's not common that a man would come to this earth, a God-man would come to this earth and he would see a man crippled for 38 years, and he would say to that man, rise up and walk, and the man would get up and walk. It's not common that he would, uh, for someone to heal the sick. It, it's not common that someone who would be born blind would go to Jesus and Jesus would heal this young man and he could see again. It, it's not common and really not common that a person would be on earth who could take someone who is dead and raise them to life. This is an uncommon day because you, you think somebody like that would be the most popular man on earth. You would think that somebody like that, everybody would be flocking to him, right? And like, I wanna be healed, I wanna be around this guy. But when we come to Friday in Jesus' life, we find that he's the most hated man on earth. And why was he the most hated man? This man who was healing, this man who was taking cripples and making them walk, this man who was taking blind people and making them see, this, this man who was taking dead people and raising them to life, why would they hate him? They hated him because he was claiming to be God. They, they hated him because he said that he was here doing his father's will, claiming that him and the, the father were one, and they wanted him off the scene. So this is not a common day. This is an uncommon day that you would take somebody who is not guilty, and you would treat them as if they are guilty. And we know what they did with Jesus on that Friday that they took him and they took him to trial. They accused him of claiming to be God, which was true. And then they took him and they, they whipped him with a cat of nine tails. 
You know the picture there, right? You know what that was, that it was nine little strings or nine leather straps that came off the end of, of, a, of a, a holder that they had. And as they would hit him, it would sink. They had little rocks and pieces of grass and it would sink into his body. And then they would rip it to tear his skin off. 39 times they did that to Jesus. Then they, they ripped out his beard. They, they spit in his face. They mocked him. They humiliated him. And then they hung him on a cross. Not your typical day. This was an uncommon thing that they would take somebody who's not guilty and treat them as if they were guilty. So what is this one word that best describes this uncommon day, this uncommon word that describes this day. In the Bible, it is the word called propitiation. Now, it's not a common word to us today, but in that day, this word would have been a common word because pagan uh, religions in that day used this word. And he, here's how they used the word propitiation. They, they used it because they had this idea that if their God was angry with them, they had to do something to appease their God. So if you were having a bad day, right? If you'd been in a season where things weren't going really well, you must have ticked off one of your gods, and so if you ticked off one of your gods, you needed to do something in order to make things right. You needed to appease your God. And so they made this word up, propitiation, which is the idea that you bring a gift, you bring a sacrifice, and it appeases your God for a little bit of time so that you can get back in good standings with him. Well, here's what Jesus does. He takes this word and in a holy in a righteous way, he turns that word on its head. You see, because of our sin, we are separated from God. Because God is a holy God, he can't be in the presence of sin. And in the Garden of Eden, we find that sin entered our lives because Adam and Eve, our first parents, said, we know better than God. They bought the lie of the evil one that God was holding out on them. That he hadn't given them the best that he could have given them. And so they ate of the fruit and sin entered the world. And when sin entered the world, it separated us from God. But it also, because God is just, meant he had to deal with sin. His anger, his wrath had to be directed towards someone. And we were the someone. We were the ones that had sinned against God. We were the ones that, have, that said, God, we don't need you. In essence, we gave God the middle finger and said, we'll do life on our own. And so somebody had to pay for that. And the wrath of God had to be expressed in some way. So in God's justice, he had to deal with sin. But in God's love, he would make a way for us to pay. He would make a way to pay for that sin and that is the word propitiation how is God going to appease his 
wrath towards us because of our sin. Listen to these verses. Romans chapter 3 and verse 25 says, Jesus, whom God put forward as the propitiation by his blood. Listen to Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 17. Therefore, he had to be made like his brothers in every respect so that he, this is Jesus, might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service of God to do what? To make propitiation for the sins of the world, to appease the wrath of God that was rightfully directed towards us. First John chapter 2 And verse two, Jesus is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. First John chapter four and verse 10, in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Jesus is our propitiation. Jesus is the one who absorbed the wrath of God so you and I didn't have to. This is why on the cross, Jesus cried, it is finished. What was finished? What did he pay in full? All the wrath of God. When he said, it is finished, he was saying, I've paid all the wrath of God on myself on the cross for you. See, God didn't cancel our sin debt. He paid for it with the life of his son. Jesus did not just die for you. He died instead of you. That's propitiation. That's what it means. That's why I think it best captures the heart of Good Friday. Is we should have been the one on the cross. We deserved that. Because of our sins. And so tonight as we observe communion together. And when you sat down you should have had the communion in your seat there. When we observe communion together. I want you, yes, to remember that this is what Christ did for you, but as you take the bread and you take the cup, I want you to think that should have been your body that was broken. That should have been your blood that was shed. And so we don't do this as a religious activity to sort of check off a box. Like we want to understand tonight that this is what Good Friday is all about. It would have just been a normal Friday if somebody would have died because they've committed a sin, right? That would have been a normal Friday, but it's a Good Friday because somebody died who didn't have sin, wasn't guilty of sin. They, he died in our place. Here's how Isaiah and Clint read it just a minute ago in Isaiah chapter 53. It says this in verse 5, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our 
iniquities. This is propitiation. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, and we've turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord God has laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. Tonight as we come to take communion together, I want us to come with the heart of the tax collector in Luke chapter 18. You remember the story? In Luke chapter 18, Jesus tells a parable of a Pharisee and a tax collector. A Pharisee would be a guy who would come to Good Friday service, right? A Pharisee was one who knew all the right things to do, outwardly did all of the right things. A tax collector is one who doesn't even know it's Easter weekend, all right? If we're going to clarify those terms in the Bible. Good Friday, Pharisee, Good Friday attender, Easter attender, tax collector doesn't realize it's really even Easter weekend. And Jesus says, these two guys go to the temple together. And the, tax, the Pharisee stands up and he prays first. And when he prays, he says, God, I'm thankful that I'm not like the tax collector back there. I've got all my stuff together. I've done all the right things. And you must just be really pleased with my life. And then Jesus says, and the tax collector wouldn't even come to the front. But the tax collector sits in the back and the Bible says he's beating his chest, right? And he's hanging his head. And he says this phrase, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And he's crying out to God, be merciful to me, a sinner. You know what he is saying in that moment? He is saying, God, be propitiated for me, a sinner. God, appease, it's the same word that we just read, appease the wrath of God that is rightfully mine. And tonight, as we take the Lord's Supper together, I want us to come with the heart of a tax collector. We don't belong here. But because Jesus died in our place, because he died instead of us, we can take the bread and the cup and we can enjoy the good gift of salvation. Let's pray. Father, I pray as we prepare our hearts now to receive communion together, as we remember your death, as we think about the fact that we should have been the one that was nailed to the cross. We should have been the ones who were mocked. We should have been the ones who were humiliated. We should have been the ones who were beaten with the cat of nine tails. That should have been us because we were the guilty ones. But tonight we would realize that and we would feel the weight of that and it would cause us, Lord, to be drawn to you that our hearts would be captured by this one word, propitiation. That you appeased, you paid the price. You took the wrath of your father so we didn't have to. Thank you for listening. You're always welcome at Antioch. If you desire more information, please go to Antioch BBC. Dot org. That's Antioch, BBC.
www.gracechurch.org. God's best to you.